Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a podcast from Joy's jazz show, Bent Notes. Tune in live each Sunday night at joy.org.au. Matt McMahon is a Sydney-based pianist and a composer who's been active since 1993. Back in 1999, he won the National Jazz Award at the Wangratta Festival of Jazz, and in 2005, he won the Friedman Fellowship for Jazz. This year, 2021, he has change sides in Wangratta, or he will be changing sides in Wangratta from being on stage to being back down in the judge's seat because he is the chair of the judging panel for this year's National Jazz Award. It is my pleasure to say a very big welcome to Bent Notes to Matt McMahon. Welcome, Matt. Oh, thanks so much for having me. A pleasure indeed. It's lovely to have you here on Joy 94.9 tonight on Bent Notes. I think it's the first time I've spoken to you on the program. We might have to make it a bit more regular. Oh, that sounds great. I'm yeah. up for it. Back in 1999, what spurred you on to put your hand up and become a contestant in the competition? I think I'd, uh, I'd known about it for a few years. That was back in the days when, heaven forbid, you occasionally see jazz on television. <laughs> so the, the Wangaratta um, National Jazz Awards were on television, so you could have a chance to watch them. I remember watching the saxophone competition one year, and so I, I was aware of it. You know, I'd seen Barney McCall, who was a previous winner, and he, you know, I was a big fan of his playing, and Mark Fitzgibbon also, uh, and Jan Rutherford I knew from Sydney. So I was sort of aware of the awards, and then it just seemed like the obvious thing to do, put your name in the ring, See how you go. <laughs> a good way to do it. Once you got up there on stage, did you think it was still such a great idea? Yeah, look, it was a strange thing. There's no doubt that a, a music competition is a, is a slightly unusual thing because, you know, we spend our time playing with people and doing things. Suddenly you're, you're up there in a, a different kind of pressure. And you, in a way, you're, you're forced to think about music in a way that's a bit different. I, I had a big revelation, actually, in the, in the heat of the competition because I'd learnt this... Uh, he had to play a, a piece by Herbie Hancock, I think, or, or someone. Anyway, I played the Herbie Hancock piece, Alone and I, which is a beautiful ballad, and I didn't know it very well. I just thought, I'm going to learn something specially for this competition. And halfway through it, I just this little voice on my shoulder came down, what the hell are you doing? You're playing a piece you've never played before in the competition. Why don't you play something you know really well? And uh, that was distracting enough, let alone trying to remember it all. Anyway, I got through it, and I got um, into the final three, and then from that point, I just resolved, I'm just going to play things that I knew really well. And, um, and that's what I did. So that's, that's a piece of advice out there for someone. And, you know, pick something that you're comfortable with and that you kind of, you know, and you can relax and have fun with. You know. Is that the secret to actually relax and have fun, when, irrespective of what the competition might be? Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. And I think it's, it's very hard to do because, or at least... It's hard when you're younger because there are pressures and there's no doubt something, you know, happens to you when you go out on stage. You might be playing at home in your room, having a great time, and then suddenly it's all different. You're on a different piano, it's a different day, and all these strange thoughts pop into your head that weren't there when you were practicing. So it takes a bit of time to get used to it, but that's definitely something I've worked on. 
and definitely a big thing for me having fun is, is having gone out on stage and you know totally made a meal of gigs you know, when I was younger just you know playing badly ruining things and, and then you feel like the world's going to swallow you up you know you feel so bad but then with a bit of perspective you can have a bit of a laugh about it and get up and do it again and so once you've once you've done that a few times and you've lived it means that the experience of going in on stage is less threatening and uh, I generally as much as I can try and have a good time when I play these days. Matt what is the secret to getting on stage in the National Jazz Awards? Hmm the secret it's a good question. Is there a um, secret or is it just well, a lot of hard work? I, yeah well there's always a lot of hard work isn't there that's 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 kind of a given, I guess. A big part of being an improviser, especially when you play jazz, you're aware of the, the incredible possibilities there are. You know, you've heard, if you're a piano player, you've heard Oscar Peterson and Art Tatum and Keith Jarrett and all these people play it, and then you sit down to play, and it's it's very hard to sort of, make, you know, try and not compare yourself to that. But the secret is to put all that out of your head and just listen to to your inner in a sound, whatever that is, and play it, you know, because that's just, just distracting you to try and kind of compete. So you have to just listen to what those notes that are, you know, demanding to be played. That's what jazz is to me. It's just playing a note and then you listen out for the next note and what's what's the next note that needs to be played? Oh, what's the next one? And you just gradually build build your music out of that. If you do that, if you listen deep into your own heart and your own soul and your own ability it'll lead you down a path that you didn't know, but it'll be distinctive and hopefully it'll transmit something maybe a bit new and definitely something kind of honest to the audience. You know, the moment you're trying to think, this will impress them, I'll play these tricky chords or I'll play this fast thing or something, I mean, that always sticks out like a sore thumb when you're just throwing something in there. So I think it's just trying to be consistent and really listen deeply to what, what the music requires and then... At first, that's a bit scary because you're really improvising. You don't know what's going to happen. But after a while, you get comfortable with that feeling and it becomes a real pleasure. As a judge this year, what will you be looking for in the performance of the artists who jump up on stage? It's a great question, isn't it? I think, well, there's some obvious things like sort of aspects of craft that are kind of important, like, you know, knowing the, the music well, you know, getting a nice sound from the instrument, being able to negotiate the chord changes of the song and, you know, demonstrate creativity, all those kinds of things that you could sort of box tick. But I think in the final analysis, you know, in the music competition, at least this is the way I feel about it, you're looking for something that does something to you, you know. You sort of try and try and not be coming at it from an academic point of view, but you just listen to it the way, you know, someone who's not a musician listens to it and they go, I don't know what it is, but I just like that, you know. The great players like Miles Davis, I mean, some of the stuff they play is not that complicated. A, a beginning musician can, can play it, but what he he imbued with it, it's a very simple phrase, it's, it's it's what he heard in it and how how meaningful it was to him when he played it that, that comes across. So, I, it's you know, I think that's the, that's the thing that I, I love when I listen to music. You just hear something and you go, I really want to hear what this next thing is. What are they playing? You know, it's very hard to put your finger on what that is. You're getting to that emotional link. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it, and and I think we um, that's what we respond to. You know, when when we I mean, it, and it can be simple. I mean, I love all kinds of music. You know, of course, in a jazz competition, you're going to be thinking, well, I better play. You know, like I was saying, Art Taylor, Oscar Peterson, Keith Jarrett, all these people fly over the piano and got all these amazing chord substitutions. That's all. That's all part of it. But there's plenty of people who play very 
you know, don't play that way. It can play very simple and spare, but just beautiful music. So there's lots of ways to attack it, you know, and that's the beauty of jazz, I think. There's a Thelonious Monk, there's Oscar Peterson, and there's Mike Knock, there's Paul Grabowski and Barney McCall, and Andrea Keller, you know, like all these people, everyone's just so unique and different. Everyone brings something unique and different, and it takes time to sort of work on your own. You know, I, I feel like what, what I was saying before about... Um, you know, listening to your own music that's inside you. You know, it takes a while to build that, I think, that vocabulary and that confidence to just trust that what I'm hearing is that's what it's going to be. It doesn't sound like anyone else, but it's just me. So that's, that's what I think looking out for. And who has the easiest job uh, during the competition? Is it the performers or is it the judges? I think judging is an extremely difficult job, but it, I don't think it'll be as stressful as playing. It is a strange situation, and especially for younger people who maybe haven't played in a competition before, it can be a high-pressure thing. In that, but look, it, it's a it's a great thing too. It's a joy. You'll be, they'll be playing with a great rhythm section in front of an audience of people who really come to listen. They love music. They want to hear. It. Everyone wants everyone to play well. So it's a it's a it's a nerve-wracking, but actually at the same time just a wonderful experience to go and play. And look, the other thing is, it's a competition, but that you you'd be up there with ten other piano players. I mean, the piano players who were in the year that I was that I won it. You know, they're all some of them were my friends already, like Sam Keepers I knew pretty well, and Roderick White, and then others like Andrea Keller I met the first time, and different people. So it just becomes like a it's a bit of a party. You know, everyone hopefully gets on with each other, and and it's a sharing time as well. So like any music event, of course it's a competition, but much more important than the competition is is the scene and, and people getting up and playing their music and, and hanging out and forming communities. That's that's really what the, the competition is great for. And that's what the festival does so well, getting people together. Of course, for the competition, there are prizes. The first prize, $7,000 cash on one recording session at Melbourne's Pug House Studios with Nico. What a great prize that one is. Second prize, $4,000. And third prize is $2,000. They will go a long way to supporting the performers in first, second and third place. And it's all happening on the weekend of the 29th, 30th and 31st of October this year. That's right. What are the restrictions on uh, musicians entering? You have to be 36 years or younger on or before December the 31st of this year. And you have to submit your application of like an audio recording of three pieces. You have to play a ballad, a blues and a piece by an Australian composer. This all has to be done by Sunday, first of August. That has to be the application has to be sent off. And uh, of course, if you go to the website, the Wangaratta Festival and Jazz and Blues website, you'll find details about how to do all that if you're interested. Which is wangaratajazz.com. So for all the pianists out there who have a high level of skill, jump onto wangaratajazz.com. Check out the Nash 2021 National Jazz Awards. And you too can be up there on stage being judged by Matt McMahon. <laughs> Matt, thank you so yeah, much for taking the time to chat tonight. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. And um, it's, you know, it's, it's just great, to, you know, the, thinking about jazz radio programs around Australia. I, I do one of my own at Eastside Radio, and I, I, I love to having my couple of hours of playing tracks and talking to people. And I just think it's such a great thing that you guys do the same thing. Awesome. Thank you so much, Matt. We look forward to seeing the piano competition this year at the National Jazz Awards up at Wangaratta. Fantastic. Thanks so much for having me. A pleasure indeed. My guest tonight has been Matt McMahon, the lead judge in this year's National Jazz Awards at the Wangaratta Festival of Jazz and Blues.
You've been listening to a podcast from Bent Notes. Join us live each Sunday night on Joy 94.9. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.